Today, the title of our sermon today is Titicus. Titicus. Tychicus. Some people, there's, there's so many different pronunciations for the name of this man. His name means fortunate. Fortunate. I remember when Nicole was pregnant and we were searching for a name. For Josh, for our son. And I would never forget the day, it was a Sabbath afternoon coming home from church, taking my Bible and opening it up and just reading, looking for some names. And sure enough, Titicus came out. I remember going to Nicole and I said, I found the name. <laughs> I was just playing with her, by the way. <laughs> I found the name. And she said, what it is? And I shared with her, Titicus. You should see the look on Nicole's face. <laughs> she didn't even believe that that name was in the Bible. The Bible includes so many people throughout its history that we do not actually give or spend any adequate time with. But these people contributed so much to the kingdom of God. I mean, to the point of actually risking their lives for the things of God. But yes, I agree. People like Daniel, uh, people like Paul, Abram, I mean, these names just roll off our tongues as Christians. And we know their story. And there's so many lessons we can learn from these characters within the Bible. But the more we dwell upon some other names who seem to be working in the background, in act, in act, actually, I would say, supporting these, these, these men of God and, and women of God. The more we begin to read what their life story was like, we begin to derive some valuable lessons on how we can be better Christians and better disciples for Jesus. Titicus is mentioned five places within the scriptures. You'll find his name in the New Testament. And I would like for us to just go through each today. Is that all right? Five scriptures today. The first time we ever hear about this man of God is in Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 4. I would invite you just to join me there. Acts chapter 20 and verse 4. Acts chapter 20. I'm going to read from verse 4. It says, and just pardon me because I'm going to try to pronounce these names again. 
Uh, I might be preaching on one of these names you hear. <laughs> but let's see how, how, how the Lord would take us through. And Sopater of Berea accompanied him to Asia. Him there is Paul. Are you with me? Uh, Sopater accompanied Paul on his ministry from Macedonia to Asia. When it says Asia there, it's speaking really of Asia Minor. Also, Aristarchus, Aristarchus, and Secundus of Thessalonica. Thessalonians and Gaius of Derby and Timothy and Titicus and Trophimus of Asia. These people were with Paul on his journey heading to Jerusalem to bring all kinds of needs that he knew the Jerusalem people had. And so uh, 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 we find our, our, our Bible character here along with Paul on this journey. In other words, this was a man, number one, from where? This man is from Asia Minor, correct? This man is actually a Gentile brother. This man was not a Jew. Are you with me? He was converted to Christianity. All right? And now he's with Paul on his missionary journey. This is a brother who was not anymore living life to fulfill any worldly ambitions. Are you with me? This, this brother now was moving in a mature state of his Christian life. He was involved now in ministry. Are you with me? That's the kind of brother we're talking about. Nothing is said about whether he had a family Nothing was shared about his career. We don't know much about his background, but all we can tell right now in this first text is this man is all in for Jesus. This is a Christian brother, a brother who was converted. Are you following me? If you hear me pronounce his name Titicus, I just love doing that, all right? I'm sure you have a different pronunciation. Totally fine. But his name, as I said earlier, meant fortunate. What does that mean, to be fortunate? Huh? Someone said lucky. I hear blessed. Uh, what else? A chance, yes. Chance. This, this brother, I believe, he was, he was fortunate because anybody who accepts the gift that Jesus is sharing with humanity is fortunate. I mean, you are, you are no more, you're not a lucky person, all right? I heard my sister here, Sister Janet said, now you're a blessed person. I mean, you're not walking in a certain life, that lifestyle, that will actually end up in an eternal reward. Can you imagine that? Titicus was a converted brother. 
what I like about this man, and we're going to, this is just, this text kind of really helped us to, to, to see where he was in life. As we go to the other text, now we're going to see what Paul thought of him. In other words, why would Paul invite this Gentile to be on his missionary trips? Are you with me? Why would Paul invite him to be right beside him on his journeys? Let's turn now to Colossians, the next, sorry, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter what? Turn with me there. And now we're going to find out a little bit more. About this man. Ephesians chapter 6. And I'm going to read from verse 21. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 21. But that you also may know my affairs and how I'm doing. So Paul, <laughs> Paul is writing to the church that he founded, right? In Ephesus. Are you with me? And Paul now is saying, I am sending you a message here from Rome so you know how I'm doing. All right? And not only how I'm doing, you know my affairs and how I'm doing, and then Titicus, a beloved what? Brother and a faithful minister in the Lord will make all things known to you. So in other words, I am, I am sending a letter with someone, his name is Titicus, and he's taking this letter to you so that you may know how I'm doing. Are you with me? And the brother that is going to read the letter to you because that's what they would do. All right? The person would come with a letter to the church and they would read the letter. So this letter of, of, of Ephesians was read to the church there. And he, he said, the brother that is about to read, that will read the letter to you, yeah. this brother yeah. is beloved. Amen. He's a beloved brother. Right. So I want to pause there. Because by saying that, by calling Titicus beloved, Paul is saying something deep about this brother. Yeah. Why could Paul say that? Use that word to describe him. You know, Paul, when Paul was, uh, was on his missionary journeys, I want to share with you some things that Paul would go through. And because we read Acts chapter 20, we can now tell that Titicus was also going through these things with him. Are you with me? So here's what a missionary journey looked like for Paul. Keep your hands right there in, in Ephesians. Scoot over to 2 Corinthians. Scoot over there to 2 Corinthians. Uh, uh, go one back. No, two, two chapters back, sorry. And go to 2, 2 Corinthians. And let's go to chapter 11. Chapter 11 and I want to read, I want to read verse 26. 2 Corinthians chapter what? 11 and verse 26. Paul is describing his missionary journeys and he said, In journeys often, meaning many journeys, in perils of waters, in perils of what? Robbers, 
in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides, besides the other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concerns for all the what? So, Brother Charles, as Paul is moving from country to country, as you say, from city to city, these are the things that Paul was experiencing on his journey. And guess who was going through it also? Titicus. This brother was with Paul risking his life. This brother was with Paul bearing all the different hardships of the elements every single day. When Paul thought of someone to take the letter to Ephesus, he thought of Titicus. Because he's a beloved. He's beloved. He's not just loved. He's twice loved. <laughs> he's beloved. He has shown me his commitment to me and to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He has shown me that, listen, he values Jesus so much that he would endure all that I've gone through for Jesus. This man is a committed brother. I can trust him. He's beloved. My desire is to be like this brother Titicus. For Jesus to say, that's my beloved. Are you with me? That's a person who is completely committed to me and my work. Far more than the world. Are you with me? It's my beloved. Are we a beloved of Jesus? You know, there's something that Jesus just completely shared his displeasure off in Scripture. Jesus was, I would say, completely like, the, like a woman today in terms of how a woman values a relationship. No woman today would like to know that they're marrying a man, but still know that that man still has some commitment with his other sister. Which woman? I hear Sister Faith said, no. By nature, women, nor I would say, and men. Do not want to make any kind of commitment like that to anybody. Are you with me? It's either you're choosing to be devoted to me completely and there's no other. Are you with me? Or we'll never have such an intimate relationship as marriage. Wouldn't you agree? That's how Jesus felt, you know, when it comes to his relationship with people. You'll find in the book of Revelation, oftentimes Jesus would say, listen, uh, the thing that I don't like about my church today is they're sitting on the fence. They're double talking. They're double dipping. They're not a rich, poor. They're not a hot, sorry, they're not a hot or cold. He said, I, I wish they would just choose one. If you're going to live for the world, live it up. I mean, he said, if you're going to choose to put the world above me, 
No problem, Jesus is saying. Might as well you just be the man and the woman for the world. But if you're going to try to and somehow mix me into that, it's like making me wanting to puke. Are you with me? Jesus said, listen, people who are considered to be my beloved are people like this man, Titicus. Someone who is totally, in all of his life, whether it's career, whether it's, it's money, whether it's relationship, no matter what, everything is devoted completely over to me and I will not accept nothing else. When you look at the people in the matter of fact, when you look at the example that Jesus set by his own life, you begin to see what it is to be like a Christian and live like a Christian. There's no way you can see Jesus. You know, it always fascinates me. The one who created this world. Can you imagine? God was on earth walking with man. And while he walked from day to day with man, guess what? You could never see wealth or the striving for wealth. What you see is simplicity and dependence upon God. Hallelujah. And that's how he lived his life, you know. Totally dependent upon his father. What an example did he set for the human race of how to actually enjoy life. You probably look at Jesus and say, man, that, that life was boring. That's the way to live. There's, there's a secret to that kind of lifestyle. That is just a tremendous blessing to people who choose to follow him. Titicus was beloved. Totally devoted over to Paul and his ministry. But recognizing that he was sacrificing all for Jesus. You know, Titicus wasn't working for Paul. You know that. He was first working for God. Are you with me? He was first working for God. And in doing so, in working for God, he formed a strong bond. with Paul. Let's skip over to the next the next text here but before we do not, not only did Paul say that Titicus, by the way the next text is, is in Colossians and we can go there because in some way this letter that was sent to Ephesus was I would say was so similar to the same letter sent Sorry, yeah, to Colossae. Because we're going to read a text and you're going to see how similar it is to the one we just read. Go to Colossians. Go back to Colossians, the third text. And chapter 4, join me in chapter 4. Colossians chapter what? Chapter 4. And we're going to read from um, 7. We're going to read from 7. Now, I want you just to look at the similarities with the text in Ephesians. 7, it says, Titicus, a what? A what? Didn't we just read that? So, Titicus, a beloved brother and faithful what? And faithful minister. And then faithful servant in the? in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me. So we, we looked at Titicus being a beloved brother, but Titicus was also a faithful minister and fellow servant, wasn't he? Oh, I just love this. I love this. A faithful servant. What does that say to you? Faithful servant. 
dependable, doesn't give up, loyal. What I love about this is Titicus' job was to take the letter. Are you with me? How many people, if I say to you, uh, can you take this bottle of water to the fellowship hall? How, much of, how many of you can do it? Everybody, right? right. Titicus was given something to do by Paul. That everyone could have done. Or most people, I should say. It's one of those tasks that could be done by God's people. It's in the background. Yes, it's, it's walking through some, some tough trials and, and, and in the midst of some dangers and things like that. Yes, it is. But you know what? While he was going through that course, no one really was watching him. No one really knew that he was doing something for the Lord. Are you with me? He was simply carrying a message. He was like a postman. Are you with me? And you know what? I've learned that in God's church, yes, you have some people that will be up front. That's their ministry. But you have many. You hear what I said? Not just some. You have many in the background and you know what nobody can tell this pastor that there's nothing they can do for God in the church Titicus could carry a letter there's something you can do in fact do you know there's something that God has equipped you to do everybody have a part to play in this grand enterprise I mean, I was so blessed today to hear that two of the, the baptismal candidates, two people who were baptized recently, was, was now in a Sabbath school class. Come on. I mean, I just want to thank Elder Errol and Brother Adam, Sister Alicia, and others who are leading that, that young adult Sabbath school class there. If, if you're... If you're if your children are not in that class, uh, I forgot the ages. It, it goes up to 30. I forgot what it starts. From 18, right? 18 year old and up can be in that class. All right? And, and you know what happened? You know what I love about that? It's like, it's like a group of people decided, hey, you know what? Let's carry some letters. <laughs> Let's get involved. Let, let's do something for the master. Because we are moving towards maturity in Christ. Are you with me? And it's a part of our capacity being a Christian to serve Jesus. Let's carry a letter. And now people's lives are being enriched by others' ministry. Let me tell you something. If it means coming to church and opening up a door and that's all you do for the week so people could come in, come open the door. When I think about Garland Church, I, I have to say, I, I really do have to say, it, I, I, I like your style. I really do. I really do. I'm enjoying ministry here. One of the things I've when I was working as an engineer, I used to be in charge of telecommunications for a university. And I remember Big upgraded, big upgrade needed to be done on campus. 
And I did something that I will never forget. I made the error of getting quotations, not only for the equipment, but for the installation of the equipment, and then narrowing the choice for the provider who will install the equipment to include students on campus and other workers, thereby to somehow lower the cost. I did all of that work without talking to my boss. Because in my mind, I was saying, there's no way that they could pay for the true installation. Are you with me? That involved big enterprise companies. Lo and behold, months passed. After doing all that research, I went to my boss. I'll never forget the question he asked me. Who told you we couldn't pay for it? Who told you we couldn't do that? The point I'm making is simply when you come to church and you give your heart to Jesus, are you ready? He wants to use you. Who tell you you can't do it? Are you with me? There are people at this church, I just watch them do their job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm quite content. They're doing it fabulously. Because they know God has equipped them to do it. Are you with me, folk? I do not have to be involved. When they're ready, they come and tell me. But I can see what they're doing. And many of it is in the background that you all don't see. You have no idea it's been done. But it's been done well. Are you with me? And I just praise God for these people. And let me tell you something. Never underestimate what God can do through you. Never underestimate that. If you just give him a try. Lord, ask him, what could I be doing for you here? I don't want to just settle just for coming. I want to do something. Just like those people who said, listen, let's serve the young adults. Are you with me? Come to me. Come to an elder. Come to a, a leader in the church. What can I do? Get involved. Just like Titicus. That is where true Christianity is. Because I'm telling you that not just for just telling you. I know what it can do for your own life. I know what a blessing God can pour out upon you. You remember how God blessed Obed-Edom last week? We talked about him. And generations in his family. Because Obed-Edom decided to do something for the Lord. But he said to me, Pastor, uh, uh, there's no way, my, my life is not right. There are things that, 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 that I'm living through right now, there's no way I could touch anything of God. Jesus is saying, you come just as you are. Is your life more messed up than David's life? Come on, y'all. Jesus is saying, Psalm 51, take care of that. Repent just like David. Come to me. I will clean you up. But I'm cleaning you up not for you to keep doing the same thing. I am cleaning you up to put you to work. 
Titicus was a, was a true servant, a beloved, converted person for Christ, but an active worker for Jesus. Ooh, finally, let, let me just wrap this up here. Because there's something about Titicus that I think it's probably also in this text. And we'll, we'll read the next two. Let me see if it's here. Um, let, let's read verse 8. Let's read verse 8. We read verse 7. We're in Colossae, right? I am sending him to you for this very what? Purpose. That he may know your circumstances and comfort your so in other words, when Titicus went to the churches and he was reading these letters to the people, you know what? The people responded to him. And Titicus was able to dialogue with them, right? And, 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 and then, listen to what, <laughs> when I saw this, I almost, uh, the Lord just said, sit down, just keep sitting. It said, to comfort your hearts, with Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother also, who is one of you. So in other words, Titicus was with a brother named Onesimus. Come on, y'all. This brother Onesimus, maybe we could do a sermon on him by itself. This was what you'll say, a person who needed the grace of God. You follow me? His master, Philemon, couldn't wait to get his hand on him. Are you with me? Because of what he did to his master. But now Paul is sending Titicus with Onesimus. Let me, this is a blessing. Philemon was in Ephesus. So when the letter was going to the church in Ephesians, Onesimus was also going back to Philemon. Onesimus was right there with Titicus. You know, um, I can see why Paul said Titicus was such an encourager and brought comfort to the people. Because Titicus was there with someone who needed encouragement himself. I'm taking you to your master. And we're going to ask your master to forgive you. Are you with me? Have you ever done something wrong to God or maybe to others? And you feel the weight of guilt upon you? Am I the only one? I have a few with me. So we have a church that is, your past is beautiful. My past hasn't been that beautiful. But my present is different. Hallelujah. <laughs> My presence is completely different because what I do know right now is my past is not ever going to come back. God will never use that back against me ever again. That's dead. That's gone. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Jesus' blood that I accepted as the forgiveness of my sin have washed those away. And Paul knew that Onesimus didn't need to be living with a, a, the, the guilt and shame of what he had done. And he needed just to go back to Philemon so that, so that Philemon could forgive him. And Titicus will be right there with you. The great encourager, Titicus. You know we need encouragement daily. Do you know that? You know the people in the Bible, you know what we're experiencing now in this church? They did that every day. 
They could not go a day without being in fellowship with others. Are you with me? You know why? Because when you live in this world of sin, you need the encouragement of others daily. So now you, you're here in church. Guess what? You're blessed by the worship. You're blessed by the word. Your faith seems to be bolstered. Because you're here and you feel strong, you feel like, hey, listen, with God's help, you can move through some of the crisis in your life that's ahead. But as soon as Sunday come, whoo, it's like going back into a world where you have no support. Are you with me? And truth be told, this brother, Paul said, was an encourager. When he went to the people and he spoke to them, he, sorry, not spoke, he read the letter to them, he would then encourage them. Don't forget, don't forget that if you lose a loved one and you're filled with grief at this time, that God has a solution for grief. Did you know that? He has a solution for grief. And his solution is his comfort. As we turn our eyes upon the soon return of Jesus. Never forget that this is not the end for your loved one. You pray for that blessed hope. That when it happens, your loved one will raise from the dead. Hallelujah. Because they're sleeping in Jesus. That's why it's so important that everybody should make a decision for Jesus now. No, wait until you're dead. He was encouraging the people. It's not the end. The, listen, you're sick. Or your relative is sick. Don't give up. You keep praying for them. Tell the sick that they have hope in Jesus. Hang on to him. He's our only hope. The, all the physicians have given up, but Jesus has not given up. You keep praying. You keep sticking with God. Many people, they're going through challenges, and the first thing they want to forget is the church. What did the church do to you? The church didn't do anything to you. The church is where we should all be when we're going through challenging times. Because that's where you get the encouragement from others and from the Savior. Are you with me? You make sure you're in church. Wow. The great encourager. Titicus. Let me just read the last two texts here. They're short. Uh, uh, Titus, Titus 3. Let's go to Titus 3. We go to Titus, and then we finish up in um, Timothy. All right, Titus 3. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read verse 12. Verse 12 says, when I, send, when I send Artemis to you, or who? Be diligent to come to me at ne Nicopolis, for I have decided to spend the winter there. In other words, I'm sending him to you, all right? So that, and it's possibly, so that you, Titus, can come to me and have him take your place for a while. Are you with me? I'm sending him to you so that I could spend some time with you. So you're going to come back to ne um, Necropolis, right? And Titicus is going to be with your, your church. So you see the role that Titicus was now playing? Whew. And then finally, the last text is in 2 
Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 4, and verse 12. 2 Timothy 4, and verse 12. 2 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm reading verse 12. Did I get that right? Okay. Ah. Okay, it says what? Am I? Oh, oh, sorry, I'm in 1 Timothy. <laughs> sorry, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 12. It says, Antiticus I have sent to Ephesus. Ephesus. But we knew that, right? So, Titicus we have sent to Ephesus. You know, you, you find that word each time you read these verses, he was sent. He was sent. Right? He was sent. I'm so glad, Titicus, when he was sent, he went. Isn't that amazing? He went. Because he knew he was serving Jesus. Serving Jesus. As I think about these verses here, and the character of this man. I must say, I want to be like this brother. And I wonder if there's anybody here who would like to say, you know, pastor, me too. I want to be a brother person like this man called Titicus who is beloved who is a faithful servant who is an encourager to others that's what I want you know Jesus I should say Titicus didn't begin like this. We must never forget that he began this story being a Gentile. Living during a time when life was lived without God. Living in a time when life was meant to be chasing after things to provide security. Titicus was a converted brother and maybe someone here today needs to begin the journey with Jesus by first experiencing the converted life. And the converted life begins down a road called repentance. You and I, we have to all confront our life today if it's been lived without God and turn to the one who is all right. The only one who can make things right, right? The one who has sacrificed his life, shed his blood, the God-man, Jesus Christ. You can experience a converted life by right where you are, right where you're watching. By saying, Jesus, I want to try you. I want to try you. Would you come into my heart? I invite you. To forgive me of all my sins and to lead me from now on into a life that is converted and that is lived with you day by day. You know, you can begin the journey with Jesus right now by praying with him.
and ask him to do that for you. And then maybe you're here today, but you do see where you can be more mature in terms of how you live this life with Jesus. Maybe you see where there are areas where you can be more like Titicus and be completely devoted over to Christ, willing to do whatever he asks you to do for him. Are you following? I don't know where this message finds you. I know definitely where it finds me. And I'm answering the call to Jesus today to say, Lord, the ears of my life that need to be surrendered to you, I'm doing it now before you. And if there's anyone here today who would like to join me, for any of those invitations I just shared, I'm going to invite you to stand right where you are. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, if you're standing today and you, you'd like to say, Pastor Harris, you know what? I want to study some more. I, I, I want to know more about the Bible, more about Jesus. I'm going to invite you when you're coming out today, I'm going to be at the door with my elders right there. I want you to share with us. We would love to begin that journey with you. To spend time, study, and lead you on that journey. And we do have a baptism coming up in March. Would like for you to be a part of that. And so, let's pray together. Father, thank you so much. For the life of this brother. His life is a sure testimony to all of us today of what a life looks like. That is converted over to you. just ask for your presence to be with each and every person here today in the sanctuary those watching online you know the needs within each heart you know the ones father that you are speaking to and bringing comfort to them you know the one that you're bringing To yourself, I just ask in Jesus' name that you answer the prayer of your people. That you'll be a blessing to each and every one of us. And that Father, that you'll help us to be people who live a life like Titicus. Beloved, faithful, and encouraging. In Jesus' name.